Hey, Rust friends. This week, we are joined by Chicago radio host from WKQX, Kevin Kellum. He is also the host of WrestleZone Daily and a writer for WrestleZone.com. He has been a Rust friend since day one, our supporter, our great friend. I am beyond ready for you guys to hear this episode. So let's talk about wrestling. Hey, Rest Friends. My name is Edie. And my name is Teddy. And you are listening to the Rest Friends podcast. Welcome back. We have a brand new episode and a very special guest with us. Someone who, Rest Friend, we have been trying to get on the show forever and it's just, it it hasn't happened, but today it happened and it almost feels magical Mm -hmm. in a way, you know, because we talked about this person (laughs) with Robert on the last episode and this person is just like, he's been our day one fan. He has supported us. <laughs> he has been here, Kevin Kellum. He is a Chicago radio host for 101 WKQX. He is a comedian, a journalist. He does it all. Kevin, how are you? I'm well, rest friend. We're, we're still, we're going to get this thing over at some point. I'm wearing my mask and I'm keeping healthy. I only know a few people that got sick and most of them are over it. I do know, unfortunately, some people that passed from it. Um, but I think at this point, I, anyone who's complaining beyond just this just sucks. I hope things go back to normal. It's just trying too hard. You're just trying to get too much attention here. I'm getting by. I'm happy. I got my fun, nerdy jobs. Uh, I'm happy. Kev, I, I did mention that that you you do it all, and I it, you literally surprise me all the time. You are almost live with Russell Zone every day, almost every day, <laughs> almost every almost day. Is a good way to put it, because you've been with me where it's like oh, we're just gonna have to tape this because I don't think we can go live. I I like that you do radio because I also do radio. So that's where we have things in common. Mm -hmm. And one of my most memorable moments that I have of you is an interview that you did with Seth Rollins. And I was talking to Teddy about this. It's probably one of my favorite things because this video, this interview went viral. It was everywhere. Yeah, it was, it was something. So you knew this from, from, from doing radio though. They'll get, they'll do the media circuit sometimes. And we're, we're lucky in Chicago, they hit it a lot and they were going to do four nights at the Allstate Arena and they're going to have a residency. So they need to sell a little bit more tickets and kind of beef things up. And they're going to bring out a star and have them hit up the local media. And thankfully, uh, the radio station work for 101 WKQX in Chicago has a long relationship with WWE to promote events. And so they say, well, can we have them come in? And then it got to the point where I would do phone interviews and they would say, can we get Kevin to do it? even though I wasn't like the full-time on-air guy. Like we want Kevin because we know he works. We know he's your wrestling guy. So I was like, oh, okay. And I wouldn't, uh, obviously WrestleZone loves that. And so uh, I was like, yeah, sure. And they're like, "Uh, can I get a sit down? They're like, he's doing sit downs. And it was like, I just kind of knew it was going to happen. But I didn't know what was going to happen in the interview until maybe 30 seconds before we did it. So that week is when WWE Backstage was going. And CM Punk, one of the most inflammatory, provocative guys, especially in Chicago, we all think what he says is gospel. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and so he starts telling Seth Rollins, who is becoming at that point the most hated man in wrestling because he says what he thinks and some people just don't like what he thinks. 
because he defends WWE as one of its bigger stars. Shocking concept. That's right. the most anti-cool thing because don't you know the coolest thing in wrestling is making fun of the WWE. It's the coolest <laughs> thing you can do. Uh, and is the bully the biggest kid in the school? And so, uh, so I knew I was going to ask him about that. And I knew that was going to come up, that we were just going to talk about him kind of butting heads with a lot of fans online. And he knew that. Um, but then the CM Punk thing happened and I get there and there's people I, I speak to as we're about to prep for the interview and set it up. And even Seth, as he kind of comes in and, and he's present for the conversation and it's just kind of like, Hey, are you ready to go? And then that means like, can I go in any, and, and he goes, he goes, yeah. He's like, yeah, whatever you got. And, and the WWE person's like, all right. And uh, what I didn't know, and this, this was also kind of like intimidating was the day before we get told, that there's going to be a camera crew there that isn't our camera crew and that it's going to be there for the WWE and they're going to be filming just his media tour. Uh, and they're going to use it for the uh, WWE Network show 365. And this would be the kind of conclusion of his year under the camera. So that was kind of intimidating. And I kind of knew if he was go and WWE cameras were there that almost anything was game. Uh, I didn't want to talk to him about Becky Lynch stuff. The interviews out there, People already know he's dating Becky Lynch. I didn't think that was important. Um, and it I think it wasn't anything. It was, what are you, what's going on with the CM Punk thing? What's going on with you just getting into it with people? Because at that point, it's November 2019. There's no, there's no pandemic. We're getting to WrestleMania season. And people were talking about this thing. And is WWE trying to work everyone? And if they were, work me good. You know, work me good. Because this, this would have been, this is a match that I still want to see. Uh, is Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. And it starts from a real issue. And sometimes when you have a real issue, it makes for the best storylines. Uh, the summer Punk with Punk just being mad at WWE and wanting to leave, and then he leaves with the title. That was great. Kofi Mania last year was incredible. People wanted a diverse new guy who's always been there and deserves it and gets it. Like, those are real issues that become things. And, and WWE sometimes tells those stories the best. The best, I know. I'll, I'll, that's my first <laughs> pro WWE thing that I'm going to get heat for. Uh, but I knew going to this interview, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to ask him this and see what happens. And I preface it like, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this tough question. And he goes, All right, okay. <laughs> and um, but I didn't know he was going to give me the answer he gave me that that got us a lot of attention when he and he basically said. Uh, I, I'm, I, I don't just want to talk about CM Punk. I want to fight him and I want to do it. And I said, well, we're coming up in WrestleMania. I don't, I, I mean, we're going to be at Survivor Series on Sunday, but that sounds like a WrestleMania match. And I just gave him the softball and he went bang and just hit it right out of the park <laughs> and said, I want CM Punk and I want him at WrestleMania. Uh, and I, I could see in the corner of my eye, the WWE person was just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 and I, it's not important that I say who the person was. And I thought, like, immediately, oh, we're in trouble. Like, 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 like there was this part of me that's like, we're never going to get WWE people anymore. And, but he, he was having fun with it. It wasn't bad. And, and I kind of turned, I turned to the person. And like I said, I don't need to say who they are. And it isn't anyone you guys would know. And, 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 and I was like, is that bad? They're like, no, that was great. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. So it was good. They're like, yeah, I yeah. just didn't want to be too distracting, but. You ever like misread somebody and you think they're mad? And they're like, no, no, they're in. They're like, no, like, it's okay. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it's like that type of thing, uh, and it was. Uh, 
and then he said he wanted to see him punk WrestleMania and we were off to the races. Kev, so, I, I, I remember it's, it's after the biggest, this. it's the biggest thing I've done in wrestling media. And then that two days later, I'm talking to Chris Jericho and John Moxley. It was one week. It was oh, weird. Right. That's right. You had such yeah, a busy was, week. That was one week. I, I, I remember, uh, talking to Bill Pritchard at WrestleZone. We have a lot of great people that work there too. I mean, there's a team of people, uh, Robert DeFelis, Tyler Treese, and we're part of a big company, but we really get to act independently of our own uh, and and do some really great stuff and actually work in wrestling media. We work. I know a lot of people say, oh, WrestleZone, you guys just aggregate stuff. Uh, but we've broken a lot of big stories. That CM Punk story is one of them. That was ours. Uh, we, we covered the court story. That we, we knew about Edge about two months before it happened. And we were asked not to say anything and, um, wow. and Edge's return. And there was a handful of things we've broken over the years. And also we have history. You know, we're, we're, we're OGs. We're from 1998. I was reading this website when I was in high school. Uh, so to get to work for it was pretty cool. And to have their back on the story, to, to immediately get out of the interview and just go like, call Bill. If Bill knows I'm calling him. He knows it's serious. And you call anyone. I was like, we got something, man. We got something here. This is, this is going to be big. And, uh, that was so good that 101 WKQX was like, can we get that on our YouTube? Like, we know we filmed it and you were going to use it and we we're going to do all this. Like, can we get that on our YouTube and just have it there and you guys can use it for whatever? Usually it's the other way around. Like, we'll have the audio we'll put on the website. You know, I was like, yeah, we're in your studio, guys. What am I going to tell you? No. And um, the Rollins interview blows up and that's at like noon. And my boss goes, Oh, Chris Jericho's band Fozzy is working with us on this national contest. I know he starts saying, Do you want Chris? I can get Chris. And I was like, You're talking about him like you know him. He's like, Yeah, I do. And and he just said, like, he didn't know him as a wrestler. He just knew his band because he works in the music industry. And I was like, Yeah, they're gonna be here next week. And he goes, and he didn't even know what all the wrestling was. And I said, there could be a conflict there because we're booking. He's like, Oh no, they bought ads on another radio station we own and WWE is doing promotion on KQX. It's not a conflict. And I, w I was like, great, let's do it. And um, it was awesome. It, that was because uh, the we interviewed Moxley on a Monday and Moxley shows up and he's like, grizzle and he's like in the morning. <laughs> and he's all about this thing. And, I, and it, like he's, he tells me, he's like, it's going to take a while for me to get going. I was like, all right. So it was early in the morning. And you, you've seen people like that too. They have to show up in the morning and they're like, that's the radio. I don't have to look good. And then they get something video and they're like, ah, oh, shit. I was like, shit. <laughs> but he shows up and it doesn't matter because Moxley, Moxley should, if Moxley looks like he's always ready to fight you at a bar, then he looks like the way he's supposed to look. <laughs> and uh, so he's there and, uh, and I, I knew the two big names there, Moxley and Jericho. And I, I I was like, hey, I'm hitting one for one here in terms of just pitching ma people matches and them confirming the matches are going to happen. And so I, I, cause this is before they even did Moxley and Jericho. And, and I, and I, I pitched, I was like, so you're a big name and the other big name. And <laughs> I just, just start doing, it's a softball thing, but you have to be very, very specific. You can't be like, uh, 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 uh cause then it's too <laughs> obvious. And then I go to him and was like, well, you know, you're 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 there and Jericho's there and he has the title and I don't think you came to AEW not to win a title mm -hmm. and, and it was something along those lines and uh Moxie said um no it's, Jericho's a smart guy he don't want to fuck with me <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's the most AEW thing like it's the most like beef thing and the most throw your chest out type thing and it was perfect it's and okay. I knew the next day I was going to talk to Jericho and he was going to 
do the thing. And the Jericho one was crazy because we did that at the arena. We did that at Sears Center the day of Dynamite. Uh, and so uh, we go and we're taping and we have to, I think I can say this. So we can, we go there and we go there with a, with a crew, great Giorgio Reyes and James Van Nostel helped me out with it. I'm so appreciative of them of it. And we go there and we, we're supposed to do it at a certain time. And they tell me, the production crew for AEW says, well, he's meeting with Cody and a bunch of different people about the matches and angles they're going to film. Tonight. I was like, yeah, he's like, just hang out here. And I, I go, well, where would you like us to be just so you can come back, especially because you have to come back in this arena. There's no one there, like, so we don't get lost in it. Where should we go? We'll just stay in the lobby. And he goes, oh, no, 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 come on. And he walks us down to the arena. It's the Sears Center. It's where all it was, 10,000 seats. I've seen some, so many great matches there. And he goes, just stay here. Do not film anything. Do not take your phones out and take any pictures. We're like, yeah, sure, sure. So we sit down, but as we're sitting down, you guys are going to love this, especially if you're an AEW fan. I don't think I've ever said this. This is a scoop. Uh, I'm sitting there and uh, I start to realize that they're training in the ring and it's Kenny Omega and Dustin Rhodes. And I think Chris Statlander and I want to say Rio and Sonny Kiss, um, Orange Cassidy, a couple of the freelance wrestling guys are there. I don't know how it was getting, but they're running a class and you're just watching them. You're watching Kenny Omega, the best wrestler in the world, teach people how to wrestle, like in the most raw yeah. way. And they're running through matches that they're going to do on TV that night. Like they're running through all the angles and different things they want to do. Uh, and you're you're trusted not to say anything about it. And you're just sitting there in this cash. And and I, and um, it was pretty wild. And there was a couple of people I saw that weren't on TV yet. And you're just like, oh, okay. That's insane because right. uh, Matt wow. Nix who's there. I know Matt Nix from Matt Nix from Freelance oh, Wrestling is there. Yeah. And I, I knew Matt when he was in high mm-hmm. school. And so I, I, when I saw, I just gave him the old, all right, man. <laughs> and, and he goes, and he just gave me that. Yep. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. And he wrestled Cody that night. Yeah. He did. Uh, and so that was us walking backstage and we did the interview and I was like, all right, well, yesterday I spoke with John Moxley and Jericho cuts me off and goes, oh yeah, I heard it. I heard it. Like, <laughs> like, like he, he knew what it was. <laughs> And, and he, he got the ball and ran with it, and he was amazing. He gets it. Jericho gets, I think, understanding media the best because he does radio. He does a podcast. He was on SiriusXM for years. He went to school for broadcasting. He understands that we're not a level playing field, but it's we're the game of psychology of telling these stories as well beyond the usual platform that they're on. And uh, I don't mind an interview where they do a little bit of kayfabe. I like that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to – do I just want – if it's the 70s, Ric Flair is only going to be kayfabe. Now you got to tell some of the reality and say who you are and take the mask off for a little bit. But it was really fun. And also those interviews were successful because those guys sold storylines. They were starting. They were, yeah, this storyline is going to happen. We're going to do that. Don't worry. Wink, wink. We're going to give you that. It's going to be fun. And guess what? That's that's what you wanted when you were a kid. So I don't see why we can't do that when we're 20 or 30 and we've been reading the Wrestling Observer for 20 years. Because we know so much. Tell me about the work rate of a match. We can talk about that. But come on. This is about telling stories and superheroes and supervillains, man. Uh, Kev, I know you, you mentioned um... – John Moxley. I was going to say Dean Ambrose. It doesn't matter. We all know it's the same person, Rest Friends. We all know this. But um, Mox Bros. <laughs> I've heard some people call him Mox Bros. Mox Bros. There is- Mox Bros sounds like a beer, like a like an independent. Like, oh, what are you I'm drinking? Mox Bros? <laughs> That's what we're going to be drinking IPA? this weekend. <laughs> 
Um, there has been this story that it's it's really sad for me, restaurant. I don't know if you've heard it because it's literally just like released that Renee Young is no longer going to work with the WWE. And I'm just yeah. I'm like extremely sad about this because Renee was one like the only you know female commentator on raw and that was a huge moment in i think wrestling in wwe so one of my favorite things about renee was that she was like a real pioneer she is like a real pioneer for me like i i've never saw myself doing commentary for wrestling and when renee started to do it i was like oh my god you know what like i can do that i can go from backstage to interviewing people to being you know having my own show and then hopefully commentating on wrestling she was like such a big deal and i don't think wwe realizes how bad this is rest friend what do you think how do you feel about this that that's exactly how i feel i'm not i'm not sad about it i'm happy for her um because i know that wherever renee young goes she's gonna do an amazing job let it be just you know not wrestling any other sport aew wherever she ends up going she's gonna do great um, I think it's a huge loss for WWE, and I don't know if they realize that. Mm-hmm. Kevin? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they realize it either, but I don't think it's against them either. It's just you you had a run. You had a great run, and, and they used her in a lot of different roles, and she was effective in all of them. The WWE backstage show, uh, w- w- I think, was, was launched uh, quickly, and couldn't get its feet under it. And then also the pandemic happened. I think if the pandemic didn't happen, that show would still be on the air. Uh, and I that's I don't think that's anything held against the show. I know some people were very critical of it. I loved it. And the best part of it was Renee's interaction with people. Yeah. She is genuinely heartwarming. Uh, she had a great career in Canada on the score and was a wrestling person then too. And is a wrestling fan. And now obviously is in the business, if, if you will. Uh, and has been a big part of it. And the things she got to do with WWE are profound and prolific. And 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 uh, you mentioned, oh, I don't think people understand. I don't know if it's WWE under. I don't think fans understand. Like, they, you just got so used to her being there. And now she's not there. And she was, for the modern age, for especially for millennial fans and for younger female fans, she's their mean gene, mm-hmm. you know? And she's their, like, sentimental person that's on, on screen that isn't a wrestler. And uh, sentimentality in wrestling is not underrated. People know what that means. If you've been in wrestling a long time, oh, this person needs to be there. Like when Bobby Heenan was out in wrestling on WWE anymore, he was on WCW. I was like earth shattering to me. (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? Bobby Heenan has to be on WWE. And I think for younger fans, you know, I'm in my thirties. I think for someone who's like 15, 16, 18, you guys are in your twenties. Like, this is a much bigger thing. She's been there since 2012. You know, she was the, the, the stick person, the stick man, you know, holding the mic up for somebody with those big angles. And, and then also got to do commentary. So it's a used her in a lot of different roles. I do think she'll do more stuff. I think you'll see her in more things. Uh, and, you know, and there's going to be people are going to rush and say, oh, she's leaving WWE. I don't think she leaves WWE upset. This is, she signed a deal a couple of years ago and stayed when people thought she was going to ESPN. Yeah. Uh, and so think about that. And then also before that deal, after that deal, got to do Raw. Uh, but she said, Raw, doing commentary wasn't my thing. They wanted me to do commentary. I took on the challenge and I did it. She did it on main event as well. Uh, and so, and then and NXT, she was great on NXT. But I think it was more her interaction with Regal and stuff like that. 
she has a great career. She'll be fine. I don't yeah. think this is something where her and WWE are like, uh, uh, you know, because yeah. her husband went to the competition here. Uh, and they kept her in good standing and put her on TV a whole lot after that. So, Hey, Rust friends, it's Edie. And I'm interrupting our podcast to let you know about some technical difficulties that we had during this episode. From this point on, we continue this conversation over the phone. So I just wanted to give you a heads up so the audio quality wouldn't change drastically. We continue now with the Rust Friends podcast. I don't think she needs to go to AEW. I mean, AEW has a ton of really, really talented people already. Dasha Fuentes is there. Jen Decker is there. In terms of on-air personalities that can add to whatever's going on in terms of that content. If you bring on Renee, what do those people do? I mean, exactly, you know, yeah. and where do, where do they get situated? Uh, I think this idea that wrestling fans have, if someone leaves WWE, they have to go to AEW, is just a knee-jerk reaction. Renee Young is pretty talented. I, I think she can do a lot of different, different things. And maybe something else. Like I don't know, but we're going to see it. You know, she has this this cookbook coming out. I could see her doing a daytime talk show. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and you know, yeah. with, with that cookbook that she has coming out, um, what's her name? Kathy Kelly also left WWE a long, you know, a while ago. But, like, that was also, like, a huge hit for me because I was like, well, Kathy Kelly was, like, their digital girl. You know, everything social media, uh, everything, mm. you know, online, that was Kathy Kelly. And they haven't replaced her, so we have nobody doing that now for WWE. So my thing yeah. is that there's just going to be women that keep leaving and no women are put back into those positions. Uh, they, they, they'll develop somebody else for that position. You just, you just haven't seen them yet. You know what I mean? Um there is someone that their name eludes me. I do feel, I do feel bad not knowing the name off the top of my head um, that they have for NXT. And I think it's good, you know, and, and it's good in the role. And they have, you know, people like the bump uh, and, and the crew there, works on stuff. you know, like they have strong, talented people. WWE is a deep bench. There's, there's, they're going to have somebody that wants to do this. And, it's, and there's going to be somebody that wants to work with them. And there's going to be, you know, someone's going to want that spot. Is, for lack of a better phrase, people gave, gave up that spot and now wants to go do something else, right? So, uh, and she created that spot for herself and probably for other people. So look at it that way. It's not all bad. It's not all like, ooh, she left WWE because she's bad. I don't think I don't think that's the case. You know, I think it's way too easy to say. Sometimes the easiest thing to say isn't always the most truthful thing to say. And I think I've learned that quite a bit in wrestling. I think the way that I see it is that it's just another position for my rush friend Edie to get to. <laughs> yeah. Um, saying, yeah. I see it. <laughs> Edie, I don't know what you're I don't know what you're ready for here. You got a couple of outfits, you got a couple of hot looks ready here. What what are we feeling? What are we feeling? Wherever are we going? Are we, listen, are, if McMahon wants to go send me for some expensive <laughs> coffee, I will go get him some coffee, okay? I don't care. He could not know my name. Are we, are, he, he can are, are mispronounce my name for the Are we year. doing wedges? Like, what, what, what shoes are we? What's the shoe game here? Are we I'll, wearing flats? Are we wearing wedges? I Heels? What are we doing? I definitely have to go with the with the professional heel. I think wedges are are like um like you're gonna back out. Like you're not really professional if you're wearing a wedge, right? So I'm not I'm not I'm my man. Don't know shoe game. If I say you should wear a wedge to, to an interview, like it's that. Yeah, it's showing, Kev. 
Your your style is showing. Lack thereof. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing this interview wearing cargo shorts. I'm a, pro- a real professional. Yeah. Man, but you guys know we're forever we're going to be talking about how, you know, fans are going to, oh, well, she's married to AEW champion, so she's going to go to sure, AEW. Yeah. And it's just like, guys, not everybody needs to go to AEW. There's so many more no. things besides wrestling that wrestling professionals can do. To be honest, if she went to AEW, I'd probably be a little angry because Kevin is right. What's going to happen to the other ladies that are there? Nothing's going to happen to the other ladies. You know, they can take Justin Roberts out of there because you know how we feel about him. He doesn't need to be on there. They're not. That's the problem. That's my problem with AEW. They're not going to get rid of Justin Roberts and they would make Renee their biggest, um, uh, what do you call it? Like presenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and some, you know, we're not going to see much of the other ladies because that's what AEW has been doing. They get all Mm -hmm. these big names, and then the guys that um, are not big on TV or people don't really know much of, they keep them on AEW Dark and Mm -hmm. don't put them on TV. You know, that's one of my biggest issues with AEW right now. So I hope her name does not go to AEW. No, I think she'll be living her best life. What is the problem with AEW, though? Like this is AEW building up those expectations. Now they're now they're held to meeting them all the time, you know. And it's that's a tough thing to do. And now those expectations are get this person that just left WWE. You know, now that's an expectation, and that's part of the game. That's part of building a fan base that has that you've made enjoy things. Now they yeah. want this thing that you haven't even teased, you haven't even alluded to. You know. Yeah. Do you guys think uh, that well, if to- that if AEW didn't um like uh say you know they promise us so many things with AEW heels if they hadn't have said anything if we would not notice if there was a women's match or not on dynamite like would we miss it if it wasn't said that oh you know we're gonna show women on this match like would we be surprised if there was no women at all in the match card um okay i have to okay i think no matter what us as wrestling fans we're always gonna bitch about something one yeah and two um i think me myself i would have noticed that but at the same time yeah i feel like they threw themselves under the bus themselves because they promised us so many things and i am the type of person that i understand they're not even a year old yet dynamite is not a year old yet Mm -hmm. but at the same time uh, i feel like we're not getting much from them Mm -hmm. anymore uh it is something it is a point where i know especially this is a show that that drives on that female focus, which I appreciate because it's a perspective I can't completely understand. I can listen to and acknowledge and have some understanding of, but as far as I see it, and this is even with longtime male fans and the hardcore guy side of it, and even the younger kids, you you sold that as a part of this. Like that was that was a part of the presentation of AEW's pitch was we're going to revolutionize wrestling. And we're going to be everything that you want out of WWE that they can't do and more. And we're going to be sports centric. Yeah. And what you've and what you've gotten certainly it does have a sports focus, but they're trying to out sports entertain WWE with a lot of different things that you're starting to see that they, them it's not about roster depth though they have it. It's about well who's hitting now. Who can we hit with now and long-term storyline payoffs? 
Uh, and the long-term storyline payoff is the best one. They're not giving you everything away, but they're giving you something every week that feels like a banger, you know? And yeah. it still feels very cool. I'm not taking anything away from them. But part of that promise of sports was that they were going to treat the women good. I mean, they came out and said when they got on that stage in Jacksonville and said, we're going to have the best women's division in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think they can say that right now. I don't. I don't think they can say that right now. I think Impact Wrestling can say they have a better women's division. And oh, I think yeah. NXT is NXT is very significantly better than them in this regard in terms of the head-to-head on Wednesday nights. And if you want to say that AEW's women's division in terms of star power is up there with Raw or SmackDown, it just isn't. Uh, I mean, the thing is, AEW is still going to change the game. They're going to have a big weakness, and this is the biggest weakness they have right now. They're doing stuff with the women, but what they're doing, feel it feels significantly less than yeah. uh, what you see. It doesn't feel as impactful. The Women's Deadly Draw Tournament, I've seen enough of it to know it just isn't what, it, 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 isn't, it isn't great. It, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen, uh, but in terms of, here's a, a, a tournament that's just going to feature the women, it doesn't feel like a game changer for the women in AEW. It doesn't feel like it's what it's supposed to be. Is that fair? That's totally yeah. fair. Um, I think I I would disagree with you on one little thing. Something that I always disagree with people on is when they speak about their women's division. I think their women's division is wonderful, amazing. I love the women in AEW. Oh, it's not. It's not uh, bad. It's not but bad, but it doesn't they, feel. It, yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I know where you were gonna go. They're just yeah. giving us enough for us to know how great they are or other mm-hmm. people that don't know of these women you know um other people that are just watching dynamite and they don't know a lot of their women they haven't seen them in uh, independent shows or anything they don't know how great these women are and that's AEW's fault they're not showing us enough and that's my problem with them you know I'm, I'm i'm gonna compare this AEW. this tournament that's happening right now with the may young classic and mm-hmm. I remember watching the Mae Young Classic and I'm like, man, I don't really know a lot of these women, but these women are fantastic. And this tournament is just mm-hmm. like, it's just being called, it's, it's great. You know, the, the production quality of it, like it, it was, it was just amazing. And like me watching AEW on, on YouTube for this tournament, it's just like, uh, it's like a, like a balloon that's being deflated. Like, that's what I feel like when I watch this, like I want it to be great but there are moments that i'm just like this isn't this isn't really good i feel like they focus too much on uh, or uh, i don't know or, or maybe brandy's like can you give me something for the women and they were like okay yes here you know they just threw it at her and they're like, okay but get it over with like right now like it happened so fast and i don't know i don't i'm not i don't feel connected to the women's tournament. Yeah. That, that's well, another thing, another thing that, that that's clear is, is this feels like it's one big angle for Brandy right. to turn on Allie. Right. And it's bad timing uh, because the other big setback, and, the, you know, you mentioned the show's only a year old. If you want to just look at a handful of things with AEW that have hit, you can see them. All right, well, it's Moxley, it was the inner circle, it was these banger tag team matches that are just incredible, right? And um, a lot of big moments that they've created in, with MJF and promos. A lot of great stuff. But you look over at the women, the worst thing that I've seen AEW do live, and I've been to four different shows, 
was the Nightmare Collective. And it was this hodgepodge of different things uh, and Brandy trying to be a heel and it just wasn't connecting. And Brandy's very, very talented. I think she's somebody that fans care about and have investment in and want to see something with. That's not taking anything away from her. But when you have that and then you, it's like when you see somebody you like an, an actor and they put out a movie that just doesn't work. I like Will Ferrell, but I know some of his movies aren't good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that isn't, yeah. that isn't to say he's not like the funniest guy or anything. Uh, yeah. I remember being there in Champaign. I was in the arena when they did that Nightmare Collective angle. And it, you can just look around and people are like, what is this? Like it doesn't work. It's not connected. And the worst thing that AEW can do is do something that feels like uh, it feels like a, a big produced angle that you can pull away from. Cause then we're going to make the comparisons at WWE. Here's an angle that isn't working on delivery. You're going to try and keep doing this and it isn't going to work. And then it's going to go away. And then I'm going to ask, why didn't you do that thing that didn't work uh, with Brandy? It's like, I don't think people buy her as a heel. I don't think they do it. And that's what this whole tournament is supposed to do. You know, this whole tournament is just going to get over one angle tournaments are designed to put over a bunch of different people and then really highlight one person yeah if if the one person who gets highlighted here in a tag team tournament uh, is brandy i I don't i don't know if that was long-term effective thinking Uh, and uh, it it seems underwhelming and then also you have the whole thing with brandy getting into it with people on the internet and so much of aew's audience is internet driven so it's a lot of bad timing uh, and maybe maybe a bad decision. I don't know, but it just it's 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 another thing where I'm just like here, like I, I'm I, I there's enough dots to connect, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I'm I'm sad for the for the women's division of AEW, and it, it, they can't. I, I guess like with everything that's happening right now with COVID, there was like travel restrictions at first, and we weren't seeing. Um, our champion, which was Nyla at the time, like, uh, you know, competing. And now Sheeta's there, but Sheeta, I don't know what they're going to do with her. Chris Statlander's injured. We got Britt Baker injured, but she's rumored to come back at All Out, and they're promoting something with Swole right now. But it's just like, uh, oh, I don't know, Anna Jay's with, like, the Dark Order. They're not, they're not doing enough for me. They're not building these women enough for me. And it might be because the girls are injured, too. You brought up the vignettes. You, I mean, I bring up the vignettes. You brought up the May Young tournament. When you watched that May Young tournament, you knew of those wrestlers. You knew some, and there was many that you didn't know at all. And you would watch it, and it was kind of fun. Even if you were a casual fan, you could pick that up wherever it was in the tournament and be right in there because they gave you vignettes. They had time on the network away from everything else. The Debbie draw could have worked if you treated – everyone in the tournament like a star like Mm -hmm. here's three minutes to find out who this person is oh you've heard about nyla rose we're gonna show you more about it you know you want to know something about anna jay here's where anna jay's from here's two minutes about this person so you can find out why she is dressed like a magician right and (laughs) why they go for these things and you're laughing at that but i mean when i watched that young tournament i knew everyone i knew why they wanted to be there i knew when they brought them back like if it was somebody coming back from WD's past they did that with a, a couple of people um everyone had a story mm-hmm. in the deadly draw tournament people are just kind of randomly paired together i guess that works and they filmed some stuff backstage 
some of the promos aren't good. You know, some of the promos just seems like one take type things. And this is one of those things where everyone about AEW says, oh, it's really cool because the talent gets to drive the storylines. Mm-hmm. This is something where I think somebody else needs to step in and say, we're doing this, this, this. You're doing, you're getting this over. We're giving you the ball. You know what to say and go. They, they, I think sometimes there needs to be a little bit more editing and there isn't enough editing. Oh, it's definitely. just crazy to me how supposedly um, Kenny Omega is the one that's in charge of the women's division, or he has a lot of input in the women's division. And I can't imagine him having all these terrible ideas for AEW. Like, there <laughs> has to be someone else that's telling them, hey, do this, or, you know what, well, we don't care enough for the women's division, whatever. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's one person. I don't think I it's expect, one person. Right, because I would expect more from Kenny. Um, but then again, I don't know. Maybe I have high standards for these people. No, I'm not giving up on AEW, but I am oh. very, very, very disappointed with how they're treating the women. Yeah, I mean, they, they got they got some work to do. Yeah, they got some. They got some work. But I mean, they also got that. You mentioned Britt Baker's on the shelf. Chris Statler's on the shelf. Um, and then you have the the UK talent they dropped this week because they can't get him over there. You know, they, right. they can't they they can't get him over there. B Priestley's knocking Sadie. Sadie Gibbs got let go as well, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they can't get him over there. So uh, they got there's circumstances and then bad decisions. Yeah, right. You know what was a terrible, incredibly horrible decision? Not just a bad decision, Uh-oh. but oh man, Uh-oh. oh man, it's our poor, oh, our poor girl, Sonia Deville. Was had the scare of her life this past uh, weekend when a man broke into her house and the man was carrying a knife, zip ties, duct tape, mace. He was going to kidnap her. Um, Sonia was at her home with uh, Mandy at the time and police came. They arrested this man and uh, they charged him with attempted arm kidnapping and criminal mischief. Like that is terrifying. That is a woman's worst nightmare. Rest friend, what... What are your thoughts? I'm I don't I don't even know what to say. I mean, neither. Like, I kept reading different articles about it, but obviously they all said the same thing. Like, what happened inside the house? And I cannot imagine going through that. Like, I cannot. I'm just like in my head. How did they get away? Obviously, I'm glad that they were able to get away because this guy's a moron. And oh my gosh, so scary. Like the thought of something could have happened to Sonia and Mandy. Yeah. And that, oh my gosh, I don't know. I really don't have much to say because it's shocking and scary and creepy. It's, it's terrifying. It's a, it's a terrifying thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's terrifying. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's odd that this person could find out, uh, yes. the address and different things like that. And, yes. um, and it's, and you guys know this too. And it's, uh, it's, it's very weird that this keeps happening to women. Weird, but I mean, understandable in the sense of this is the sad part of the world that we live in. That there's right. people you know, that get obsessive like that, that have that mental health wall fall in their life. And this is the side of life that they want to embrace and then go and do. And, and obviously the person doing this isn't well. You, you're not well if you're doing this. Uh, and it, it's terrifying. But this isn't the first time someone in WWE has dealt with stuff like this. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard, I've heard stories, never official, never, uh, uh, you know, on the record, 
mm-hmm. uh, from people in the business, and I've heard them from people at the independent level. When yeah. you're talking about shows that are two, three hundred uh, level of that factor of unease and uncomfortableness that female talent's going to have in the business, and you, you guys, we experience what we think might be the first wave of the speaking out movement. Maybe there will be more, uh, but this is another this is another factor of that in terms of just fan to the talent type interactions and the guys deal with this too you know uh but certainly nothing like this nothing like this that i've seen in a long time and it's and i i wonder uh how wwe internally will respond to this oh yeah i wonder if they're gonna put out a statement because i know sonia went on twitter and um she thanked everyone who was reaching out to her and she did say it was like a frightening experience but everyone is safe and i oh my god i just feel so bad for her like my heart it's just like, could you imagine if somebody broke into your house and like that that by itself is like, okay, somebody broke in, like they could hurt me. And then you find out that they had plans to like kidnap you. And this guy was like a young man. Um, of course, like, you know, crazy fan, but not all mentally there. And Kev, Teddy and I have had, I don't want to say that our share because nobody's ever broken into my house, but um, right. on, on social media was sometimes we get people that reach out to us. And there was one case in specific and Teddy, you know what I'm talking about of one of our mm-hmm. like first dress friends, a guy um, who eventually of us like not getting back to him was like, Oh, I'm going to kill you guys. And Teddy and oh I, were, Teddy and I were just like, what? But like seeing a lot of things on Twitter where people do find um, wrestlers addresses and not only reach out to them at their home, but reach out to other family members is insane to me. Like what? It is is the sad part of also the social media thing where there's this, the people who don't have that switch, that don't have that wall, that don't have that. Yeah. That factor of their mind is not there or illness. Uh, they now live in this way of social media lets them kind of have those parts of their lives that they can't get. And there's a disconnect, you know, mm-hmm. they can't connect proper social interaction. You hear the rest is complaining about how people uh, approach them in an airport and different things like that. And, and, and even when I was working around independent wrestling, it was something you would see quite a bit. And there were people that just didn't have it with them. And it, they became a lot. They became like, things that would inhibit your performance or the productions of a show uh, on a smaller scale. Imagine you're, you're in the Berwyn Eagles club. It's two, 300 people, four or five people are a problem. Those other hundred people in the room. And then the production staff of the show and the wrestling, the wrestlers and, and everyone with the group who are running the show. I'm not going to say what, what it is. They know who they are. Those people are still buying tickets. They're a problem. They haven't done the, they haven't, cross the line yet uh, but you know they're going to be aggravating and annoying to some degree obviously that isn't what you guys dealt with um, but uh, I would I would hope that uh, you know your your brothers and media arms are, are around if you need them and be but I'm not trying to white knight nothing either at the same time you know? it's, uh, it's unfortunate the situation that, that she was in 
But WWE did say that from now on in, I think, like meet and greets or like when you meet a wrestler and you take a picture with them, you're not allowed to touch them because this has been a problem, too. Like we've seen those pictures on social media where like it's the prom picture where the guy has the arms around the girl. And like my poor women look so uncomfortable. Like, please take your hands off of Becky Lynch. Please don't touch Paige. Don't touch uh, Alexa. Like you, you don't need to. I don't understand. Why can't you just take a regular picture? And why do you have to be gross? Yeah. Yeah, He's, it's it's stupid. People don't get it, man. Yeah, I really don't have much to say, but like, I don't know, respect people's boundaries, man. I don't. How crazy do you have to be to have time on your hands and say, "I'm going to use my pen to find out where this person this person lives, or what time their airplane is arriving, so that I can go meet them at the airport and have them sign a freaking poster or something." Yeah, like, they're not well. I mean, the people oh, doing this are not well. Like, the, the, yeah. you have that type of time because you're not your life isn't at balance you know and there's something uh, wrong there yeah i, I, I don't think i don't think it's that, that there's not much detective work you have to put in to see that you know yeah well i just hope third you know helps her feel more secure because i can't imagine buying a house and then i'm sure she's scared to live at her home alone now, oh you know i, I wouldn't want to see there anymore you know, right, I wouldn't want to be right. there anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, oh, I hope, I, I really, really hope she feels better and she finds a way to, like, feel secure. Yeah, same. Uh, you, the immediate thing, and I can just say there's some Russell's on side of things and being the social media producer for him, and I got the call about, hey, can you jump into the comments and clean these up? Because we had to clean up the comments because the comments were like, oh, is this an ankle? Like, like, oh, like people no. Oh, my goodness. You know, but I mean, there's that. That, that's everything in wrestling, right? Yeah. There, there's always going to be those people that are just like, is this is this an angle or something? Like, are they going to be a... And then there's some people that are like, oh, this is real, but can they turn this into an angle? I was like, oh guys, this God. isn't... Not, not the yeah, scenario for that. Not, like, it's not like Rey know, Mysterio's retirement where Telemundo was like, is he going <laughs> to retire? And I was like, really, Telemundo? <laughs> really? <laughs> was, it, was it a slow day at Telemundo? I don't know, but they were like, they were like, famous wrestler is gonna retire, and I'm like, who told you that? No, he's not. I'm like, oh my god. I was like, let me call up Telemundo real quick and tell him what's up, because clearly they yeah. don't know. <laughs> I was so upset. Oh man, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Um, and it's weird because you, you, you know, Mandy Rose. We find out that Mandy Rose is with. Sonia when this happened mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and God bless they were able to get out of there and it wasn't an issue and uh, you, but these these two women are going to be in a big match they're going to be in a hair versus hair match on, yeah. on Sunday at SummerSlam yeah they are that's, we haven't even talked about SummerSlam that's, we're that's, talking all the tea we're, we're spilling all the tea we got, here we're not talking about the card we got so much Come tea in, we want, I want to I want to talk about you. oh hold on go ahead oh, Rose I'm sorry I was just going to I was going to tell Kevin that we want to introduce him to Chisme, how it works here on Best Friends. All we do is gossip. Okay, all right. Yes. It's about the hot, the Chisme, it's the about hot goss, the, the hottest goss. The, the hottest goss. <laughs> I want to I talk about some, because you, you did mention detective work. And let me tell you, Triple H mm-hmm. said he was putting in this detective work when he was investigating Velveteen Dream. Now, yeah. there was a lot going on with Velveteen, and there was just audios that were released, and then things that were said to be not true, but now I just still don't know mm-hmm. how I feel about it. 
Can you fill us in on, on what's been happening with Velveteen now that he's back, Kev? Because there was some accusations against him when Speaking Out movement yes. came out. Can we talk about that? Yes. Well, the accusations to him precede Speaking Out in terms of a movement where those were happening at rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I thank you again, already, and You came on and you did a special episode with us that we did on a Friday. Usually we don't have shows on Fridays. Um, and I, I'm very, very thankful that you gave us a great perspective on that. Um, that came so fast that Velveteen Dream was one of the big names in it, but prior to that, these accusations came up, and they were sort of, in the eyes of some, debunked in terms of some type of – some people theorized, not just not just people watching online, but other people involved with wrestling. There's that these were sort of like concocted videos that used his voice and different things like that, uh, and and that can be done. Yeah, there is, it is not hard to make a video and put someone's voice on top of it. Yeah. It is not hard to do that. And it's not hard to send uh, audio in a text and then do a screenshot and play the – it's not hard to do that. And that isn't me vindicating him. And let me be clear when I say these things. I'm not vindicating, well, nor is Russell's not vindicating Velveteen Dream in anything right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I think irked people a lot of r- the wrong way here is that Dream just showed up on TV after we haven't seen him. These accusations happened. There was a car accident, I believe, in was it May, late May, uh, or following the last takeover. He was involved in some type of car accident. So we knew that was an issue. We knew this accusation was an issue. We knew he was accused again with speaking out, or at least those accusations came back up. Um, and then he's just back on TV. There's no announcement of, hey, we've done an investigation. We feel, as WWE, that this superstar we have uh, is not guilty of these things that we're moving forward. Because with other people that were accused in NXT UK, they publicly said we did our due diligence we're releasing this person we're releasing this person and we're putting these new policies and protocols in order we're doing all the corporately responsible things we have to do that anyone's going to have to do just like AEW is going to have to do just like the NBA or any big sports league or big TV studio like you're seeing Ellen DeGeneres do recently this week mm-hmm. everyone rolls their eyes at those but those that if you didn't do those things, you would be responsible. So it's a it's a damn if you damn damn if you don't. But the thing is, WWE they didn't tell us he was going to show up on TV because they wanted the oh wow, Velveteen Dream's back in a surprise mystery wrestler in a match role, right? Um, I think people would have appreciated WWE saying we've investigated the matter and we feel from what we know and what we can find that we feel comfortable putting Velveteen Dream back on TV. That's it. I think that's the part that aggravates fans the most is if you feel comfortable and you can clear his name, do it. You know, don't make me feel uncomfortable watching TV if I don't know something and, and that's hanging above it, you know? Um, but with some people that that's, that's the major issue. I also just want to, I, I don't know. WWE said they did their case and they said they looked into it and that it was more related to the car accident or something like that. Uh, I wonder how much they know or they can even find out themselves. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't think it's fair to put it on them because uh, at the same time, they didn't 
they they wanted the pop and they went for the pop. So some wrestling fans pop for people. People were still like, "Oh wow, Dream's back." I was like, "I don't know." Yeah, and the match was good. He came back. He had a good match with Kushida and Cam Burns. It was a very good match. Uh, and uh, no one's going to say he's not a good wrestler, but I don't think this is a point of whether or not he's a good wrestler, right? Yeah, no, it's it's it was weird. Because Teddy was like, oh, my God, yeah, Velveteen's back. And I was like, what? Velveteen? What's he even doing on TV? Like, we we got no heads up. I, I don't know if I can, like, watch him wrestle anymore and just look at him how I used to look at him before all of this stuff happened. It's just, like, always going to be in the back of my mind now. Best friend, how do you feel? Yeah, no, I obviously don't like it. <laughs> I made that a little clear on our on our YouTube video um, whenever when I um, – I'm sorry, I'm saying I don't know what the hell I was going to say. But I don't agree with him being back. And I think when you said that they didn't even like let us know he was going to be back, I kind of feel like they know what they're doing. They know that we're not going to be happy with seeing Velveteen Dream. But then you have to push saying, oh, we investigated and we didn't find anything. So we're just going to keep him because we didn't find anything. Um, but there's a... I guess this is where we as fans differ from business, obviously. Mm-hmm. Triple H. Uh, those of you investigating didn't find anything but us, as, not just as fans, but I don't know, human beings, we're going to believe the victims, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to go on Twitter it's, and we're going to see. If- yeah, but there's a whole Netflix show about this. It's trial by media, you know? Right. Uh, and, and, and we've already decided that this person's guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? we did. And. and- because what do and, we have to lose? So uh, there's thousands and thousands of wrestlers. What does it matter if we stop watching Velveteen? We don't care about Velveteen Dream anymore. You know, we don't need to see him on our TV anymore. But I don't know. I don't. I I don't know what to say about that either. Uh, but I do think that the part of it is they they're not held by that. Yeah, they are held to service fans. But they if they go and fire somebody and they're not guilty. What does that say about them? You know, like, uh, and how... it, let me just—I just finished the point. You know, and Enzo Amore was accused of these things, mm-hmm. and legally got vindicated. Legally, like yeah. it was written, it was said these things didn't happen. We—we're a police department in Arizona. We investigated. This isn't validated. Uh, and but he got let go because he didn't inform WWE. He didn't do. Hey, this is happening to me. This is someone's accusing me of this. Here's what I know. Here's why I can tell you I didn't do this. Here's my interactions with them. Here's everything. Enzo didn't do that. And that's why Enzo got let go. With Dream, we don't know what information he's given them. We don't know how much this has been investigated. And I also think is the point then that you have to tell us how you investigate. You have to be as transparent as possible. You know, I, I, I don't I don't know how to handle these things. I don't think there's a perfect way to deal with it because people are going to say, once that stinks on you, that stink doesn't leave. Once that, once you, once we think you did that, we think you did that. Um, and there's the problem is there's the law. What is the law of averages, right? If you swing the bat enough times, you're going to hit the ball, right? Um, but how many times are you going to strike out? And so, I my fear is something happens and we've talked about this too something happens where uh this doesn't add up i don't know i don't know i I also don't think it's the right time to bring dream back if you're not if if you can't come out and say hey 
we investigated, and this is clear. You know, it differs from the Matt Riddle situation because Matt Riddle had that, but Riddle was transparent with that with the company for the last four years, and, and is addressed all those things. Now, does that vindicate him? I don't know, and I don't. I'm not saying it does, um, but obviously WWE feels comfortable enough to put him on television, address it, him say it, him have a lawyer say it. Dream, it's just there's silence, and then he's back on TV. I think that's the biggest part of it is there hasn't been that transparent uh, dialogue to say, I didn't do this, you know, whereas Riddle was out in front of it right away, you know, hey, this isn't the case. You know, I was cheating on my wife and here's this, 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 you know, and leave it all out there. People want to see the cards, man. If you're not showing your cards, they're going to be, they're going to be even more suspect. Well, I think, I think at the end of the day, what matters is how the victims feel. And regardless if there was a victim or not, if there were, if there were victims, these are predators that are still out, um, not only on the loose, but, you know, they're, they're on TV. And their victims have to live with that. They have to live with not only are they on social media being called liars and being called whores and all these names, sure. but they also have to see the people that hurt them, that harmed them on TV. I mean, do they have to turn on the TV and see them? No. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, it, it sucks for the victim. And but, uh, but I brought this up to you guys before too. Like, when does the legal part of this come in? We, we can do this on social and media and Twitter. But my thing is like, how is Joey Ryan not in jail? Mm-hmm. Like, how are people like you did these things not in jail? This is what sucks about the world we live in. That they could take you to court, and they probably won't do anything to Joey Ryan. I believe Joy Ryan be- belongs in jail. He, mm-hmm. he belongs in fucking prison. But will a jury and a judge see the same thing that we see and say, yeah, okay, you belong in prison. You're going to go to prison. Probably not because a lot of these women, um, it's just, you know, it's just what they're saying. They don't have proof because how do you prove rape unless they recorded it? How do you prove mm-hmm that they try to molest you unless someone was recording. You can't prove rape. You can't prove any of that. Like I said, mm-hmm. unless someone recorded it. A lot of these people only have screenshots of conversations and a judge isn't going to say, oh, well, he called you sexy on Instagram. I'm not going to do anything about that. I can't do anything about that. I don't think there's really anything legally to do unless there's recording or I don't know someone else. I think, I think there's, and all the all the cases vary, right? With with yes. with dream yes. with dream, it's with dream. He's accused of interactions, all right. He's accused of interactions with with underage minors, correct? Am I, am I wrong on that? Yeah. All right. So that's a varying. Is that is that a fireable offense if it's if it's proven? Sure. With Ryan, he's accused of physical assaults, right? Yes. Physical physical. Uh, I think. That guy needs to be brought to court. I think not bringing these people to court is uh, leaving a loose end. You know, the the yeah. the, the the mission is incomplete to me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the people who are accused of really violent physical things, they need to be in jail. Like I, I don't. I don't and like to me, it's like, well, we don't have them wrestling anymore. They're still living in society. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like they, they, like I, I don't care about you being a wrestler anymore. We've already done that. Is that the, is that all this was? Get them off TV. Look, let me let me give you like a quick realistic example. Like I'm going to be very real here. I was. But, I mean, I'm not. I'm not challenging. No, 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 I'm, no, no, no. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I mean, I know you're not. I'm yeah. just putting for also our listeners. 
um, it's not easy to just speak out. Sure. Like, okay. Oh yeah. These women, these women already spoke out. A lot of, I'm sure, some of these women would be willing to go to court or you know go make a report and then go go to court and speak about it. Some women yeah. are not. And then when you do speak out, they don't believe you, as we've seen on social media. You know, all these fans that are like, no, you fucking liar, calling them all these names. Well, now you're not dealing with fans. You're not dealing with fans. You're dealing with the court. You're dealing with legal people that are used to dealing with. But when you deal with it legally, and I I am proof of this, um, Mm -hmm. there's nothing done about it. Someone who hurt me a lot when I was little is out on the loose. And let me okay. tell you, yeah. this person has been arrested over and over again. They have said, oh, if you keep doing this, you're going to get deported. Da, 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 da. This motherfucker is still here. Mm-hmm. So when you try to do it legally, when you try to go to the cops and to court and, you know, do something about it, most of the time nothing's going to get done. Be it's not a per- it's, it, yeah, it's, it's not a perfect here. process. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an Im- it's a it's it's an imperfect process. And then you yeah. hear about other you hear about other people definitely getting in prison. And, all right, they belong there. And it's a di- and it, like I said, every case varies and everything feels different. It's just the legal part of it is the part of me that's like, all right, well, when do the uh, uh, that's you know I mean like to me it's like we can do the trial by media, we can do the trial by social media type thing, uh, but. To me, it's like, all right, it's not about them not being on TV anymore. It's, that's a mute point, right? I, I just say, put them down. But you're right. It, that could change for somebody. We could get to the legal part of it, and it like that game and those rules are different. And I think people feel this much more an immediate nuclear option that they have in their hand in the form of a cell phone and the form of someone's public opinion go for it. It's just it's a very different game. It's very different rules, and a lot of the same consequences, you know. It's, and it, there's this, there's a big human side of it that you bring up that makes complete sense to me. Yeah, it, it's hard. It's hard. And I guess us as fans, we just wish those sure. be listened to us and was like, yes, get rid of Velveteen Dream, get rid of Matt Riddle, and then AEW, get rid of Justin Roberts, please. You know, we wish they listened to us when it came to that. But you know, I guess there's only so much we can do, and I don't know. But but what happens when some of these people get vindicated? You know, like Enzo Amore, I don't think he's ever come back from what he got accused of. He's still a popular guy. I think he'll wrestle on television at some point again, too, you know. Um, but he, he does a lot of things that piss people off that I don't think have anything really to do with uh, with what he was accused of, just the way he carries himself and different things. Yeah, like yeah. So, I mean, what happens to those guys that – Guys or gals um, that are accusing things vindicate their name. Do they ever get to absolve themselves for that, or are they, or is that always on them? And I'm talking about people who's like they didn't do this; they're accused of it. All right, we know they didn't do it, but do they always live with that? Is that always something that's going to be on them in your eyes? Oh, man, I don't know. I just feel like I guess we're all different. What do you think, Russ? Yeah, I don't know. I think with with the whole Enzo situation, it's just like I don't. For me, um, I you know I I loved Enzo, and when that whole thing you know happened. I was like, oh, well, did I really love Enzo that much? I don't, I think I can go without Enzo, right? Like I, I wasn't missing my Enzo content. Um, yes, yes. I'm not going to go now and yeah. like follow him on OnlyFans and stuff. 
But um, I just think that I'm just like, you know what? Enzo is fine. Same thing happened with Cass. You know, we heard that like backstage, he like grabbed Carmella aggressively or something. And I was like, you know what? I don't need you in my life either. You didn't even wrestle that great. So there's other people right. that I can go to. And like Joey Ryan being on social media right now, he had deactivated his Twitter, but now he's back. And like in his bio yeah. is the link to his YouTube video where he was like supposedly proving all of these women wrong or you know excluding right. himself from all of these accusations and i'm like bro how are you still out there and his, and his patreon he'll, he'll yeah his patreon he's, he's still people are still subscribed to this man and i'm just like i don't know I, I i guess i have to remember that there are people who are not as big as fans as we are like we're all wrestling fans but i i would consider yeah. us marks yeah. right like we know more than the average fan and there's people who just yeah. watch monday nights and that's it you know they don't go and follow these wrestlers on social media they don't know yeah. anything else about their private lives they know it's a storyline but like that's it so people who and, but, but that, that's a situation with drake like they didn't follow that situation they don't care they don't go on social media exactly. they don't know that they don't know that story and oh dream's back cool I haven't seen this guy on TV. Cool, fun. I, I liked him. You know. Yeah, and I mean, people pop for that. Both and then that's gonna make you. That's gonna make you mad because you're like, you don't know this. You need to know this, and that there's always giving that level of uh, reveal or revelation to different people. Yeah. And I, I think at the, at the end of the day, you're just like, well, yeah, I think WWE, WWE knows that they're going to make money off of Velveteen. They know they're going to make money off of Matt Riddle. Like these, these guys are characters. They're a thousand percent their characters. And if you're a five-year-old kid and you don't know anything about Twitter, anything about social media, and you're just watching these guys wrestle, you're just like, oh my God, like that's so cool. And if you're a parent and you're also not on social media following things with WWE, you have no idea what's going on. So you can't even, you don't even properly comprehend like you know things that happened because if, unless you're like extremely following like following it like we do then that's just like mm -hmm. in the back burner like you're not even aware of it but i do agree and i would hope that joey ryan gets taken to court and that all of these women testify and it becomes like like an r kelly thing and it's just like everyone is is talking about it and this is massive and you are not going to have a career you need to be in jail like you need to stay there and that's that's it that's how i feel about joey ryan I absolutely mm -hmm. agree. I completely agree. I want to see that motherfucker in prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I, he's, he was, he was the, he had the most against him. Am I correct? Yeah. I believe at one point I was, I was checking in with Iridian and she said, I think you told me 12 uh -huh. was the number. I think there's more. At so, the time. Well, yeah. But in that, yeah. that part, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. I, like with Riddle, I do feel like he's going to be the exception here because he was so publicly against it the whole time. Uh, and, and and he'll be the guy that can operate beyond that. Uh, and 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 there's I don't I wouldn't say he's vindicated, but definitely seems like he's the guy who's fighting it the most. So there's some solace in that, but I I do think it'll keep him from being the biggest star he can be. Is that fair to say? Even if it isn't true, even if it isn't true, even if it isn't true, this is something that'll keep him from being the biggest star he could be because of it. You know, even if it isn't true. I'm um, real quick. Let me tell you why I think Matt Riddle is true. How defensive yeah. his wife gets. Oh my god, sure. his wife scares me. To people on Twitter, and I'm like, girl, if it's not true, shut the fuck up. But you know what? No, I also think I that mean, she's a little. Husband, she's, she's a little embarrassed. You know, look, 
I think because yeah, uh, I mean you know Matt had an affair and then he addressed it but then she found out I, I, and then and then she was in charge of all of these things and she was reaching yep. out to people and she was like look at me in my happy marriage I'm just like girl don't work so hard just let it go if it didn't happen just just stop right, okay I guess this is why yeah we, we you know uh, we're all different when it comes to relationships yeah. my man cheated yeah. on me I'd be like fuck you fuck off I'm not gonna start talking shit to people on Twitter especially the people that he cheated on me with um I guess that's where we differ, but damn, I don't know. I guess. Uh, I also think part of it that gave me some solace of like, all right, I feel the stink will be there, but I can watch a riddle match and not, it won't be the best thing it can be because it's always hanging in the background, right? Yes, you know? that's exactly how and I felt during I the AJ feel, I didn't feel, yeah, I didn't feel the same way I did watching the dream thing where it's like, oh, it was a great match, but couldn't you just tell me you've investigated this before you put him on TV? I don't need the pop. I don't need the, oh, wow, pop, and he's back type thing, right? Uh, but with Riddle, he was against it. His wife, his wife said it. He said it. A lawyer said it. It's going to be the he said, she said thing. And right. there's still that there's still that doubt, just like you said. How do you prove those things? Um, with the person that accused him of it, it definitely seemed like this is a relationship outside of your marriage and then all these different things. And it's – the whole thing's a mess, right? There's, there's no, there's oh, it, no is, positive it is messy. Spin. Yeah, there's no positive spin to it. Uh, and then also, you don't know people's relationships. You know, yeah. there, there's some, there's some parts of people's relationships where it's like you're on the road, you're gonna go do what you want. I'm okay with. It. Like, there's a lot of guys in the wrestling business that have that. Oh yeah. Uh, and and their primary partners do not want that public. And to some, that's the violation, you know, like, yeah, you are allowed to see him when I'm not seeing, but you went and did this. So to some people, that's the violation too, is uh, not, um, so the whole thing's a mess. The whole thing's oh my a mess. Goodness. Oh my goodness. You really think there's wives out there that are like, okay, you can do this to my man, but just don't talk about it. No, rest friend, <laughs> yeah, you, you know that there's going to be wrestlers that have side pieces. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I thought, don't how, have... Uh, but are you saying like acknowledgement of it where people know they're not monogamous? Right, like yeah, hundred percent. That that's crazy. That's oh no, not judging at all. Teddy, I'm telling you, it happens. Not judging at all, but whoa, this isn't this isn't like uh, it's. I don't have to name a name, and this isn't like me spilling tea or any or hot cocks or anything like that because it's not fair for me to say it. But this isn't like a super common thing, but it's more okay. common than you know. And, and it's more, it's much more common than you know. Uh, and it, it isn't a super subscribed thing. Some people look down on it, um, but look at the life of a wrestler, how much they're on the road. Now, you know, they're not in the world like they used to be. Uh, and, and their relationship dynamics are challenging and not like a normal nine to five, stay in one city type person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope. I, I hope my man one day is like, hey, you want to go for Hangman? And I hope Hangman's wife, I I hope Hangman's wife is like, you get the yeah, pass. You get the pass. Oh, it only took a. It only took. How long did it take for us to jump into the first traps here? <laughs> We're in the traps, aren't we? It, I, I'm. I'm honestly surprised it took Teddy this long to mention Hangman. <laughs> Rest friend, you you've been holding back. Hey. Oh. I, I, that is one of my my very enjoyable modern things is introducing uh, friends of mine 
of mm-hmm. female friends of mine to wrestling and and my like five minutes in i let it settle in especially in the royal rumble because you get to see a bunch of different people yeah right or going going with them to a show i think i've told you the story already and i was with with a, a great friend of mine uh, we were there and a friend of the show ali dar is there and ali dar's like, oh you're bringing her i was like yeah she's gonna come she's gonna have a great time and she was great, great. I'm, I'm excited to look at the fellows with her. That's what Ali Dar said. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, oh, you guys are just going to ogle the whole time? Like, yes. <laughs> what do you think I'm here for? I'm here to ogle. I'm not here to cheer. I don't care about the match. Uh, and so we go, and we're at the Allstate Arena, uh, and we're in those cool seats where you get to be like five rows off the floor. So you get a dead shot of the ring and the entrance, and you get to see everything. I think you've been in those seats before already. And Teddy, you've been there too. Yeah. yeah. A couple of shows over there. And so um, Drew McIntyre comes out. All right. Drew. Drew Drew's a well-built fella. All right. Yeah. Now, I've been told. I've been told that Drew is uh, more strikingly handsome than he's been in the past. And I would say that's probably some of the work he's put into his body and different things. Right. Uh, me just talking about it like it's sports. You guys are like, oh, just look at those shoulders, right? <laughs> uh, and so um, he comes out, and the, the 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 lady the lady friend I brought to the show uh, was just a gas. Like it was breaths weren't being taken, and 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 it's all in like thirty seconds. And he hits the ring and does the pose, right? And no pause, just no pause. No, I like him, or ooh, look at that guy, or or wow, I bet, I bet, you know, he'd be. Uh, I'd like to hold his hand. You're nothing pleasant, <laughs> nothing polite, just flat up. Oh, I want to, I want to, I want to sleep with him. I just, I want. And, I, and I'm, I'm mincing words. I don't know if we can use the F bomb. It was immediately. I want to f him. I want to fuck him right, <laughs> right away. <laughs> right away. And I literally turned and I was like, I am trying to enjoy a show here. I am trying to enjoy uh, my my soap opera, my performance. You've ruined it with your sex. Um, but no, it was very, very funny. And it was definitely, I always appreciate that factor. Like the Shawn Michaels sexy boy factor. Who who are the dream boats and stuff like that. Because that's not something I approach and enjoy from wrestling. Because it gives you a different investment in a character. It's the fantasy. I'm rooting for my I'm rooting for my uh my tag team, my boy band, my, my one man show there. I don't have that. I guess I've never I appreciate it because I because it's the it's investment in the character. I've yeah, never yeah, thought yeah. about it like that. But yeah, you know, it's just like a natural thing. Teddy and I, anytime we go to a wrestling show, I have a lot of bays, Kev. Um, and it's like, oh, a lot of bays. I have a lot of bays and it's so, just so like, you're not monogamous. No, you're no, not no. monogamous. Because you're you're mad all, at those wrestlers. Because it's all in my head. A, you have four or five boyfriends that are on TV every week. Come on now. It's probably, probably more, than more than that. <laughs> more than four or five. Teddy <laughs> <Way more laughs> just clears the record. Like, actually I've checked your rankings. Of yeah, no, no, no. And, it's uh, like, right now. I have two lists. And it's like, what if you're married? And that's like, you know, the the no go list. And then the yeah. other list is like, if you're not dating someone, because you still want to be respectful in your imagination, you know. Um, so, respectful in yeah. your imagination. Yeah. I'm gonna call. I'm calling BS. <laughs> I'm calling BS right now. Don't tell me. All right, that you have a home record list and not home record list. <laughs> 
Okay. Teddy knows that there's were... there's one man that I respect. I like. I love him so much. And Teddy knows that I I will not because he's married. So I focus on my list of unmarried bad uh, you know potential people. Mm. Okay. We were at a show one time. And it was a Disney show, and all the uh, crewmen are lining up. You know they're gonna get ready for commercials <laughs> and you know this. run in the ring and change. You know do what they gotta do. And she was like, look at that. Look at all those men. That looks like my line of men of my bait. I mean, the line of um, my bait. Oh, really? Are you, are like, you, oh. were you getting thirsty for the cameraman? No, no, no. She was just giving an example that that's like her base lined up. You know what I mean? All oh. the wrestling base lined up. She's like, in the front, we have the men that are not married. And the very first one <laughs> is Elias. Elias is the very first one. And then all the way in the back is the married man and Matt Jackson is back there. <laughs> this girl does not play. She has a ton of bass. I love Matt Jackson. Like, rest friend, the, fir- the first time, I th- I don't remember the first time we saw him. I think it was at C2E2. But I, I, I wasn't into, like, the Young Bucks, like, the first time they went to that event. Um I think it was like the the second time, probably, or like after Teddy had like talked to me about them. You I'm just like, got into them this year. Yeah. yeah, I was like, rest friend, I still can't tell them apart. And then there was a moment where I don't know what happened, and I was like, oh my god, it just, this, clicked. It just clicked. And I'm like, oh my god, Matt Jackson is the most attractive one. And Teddy's like, oh really? Like everyone always says it's Nick because Nick is the younger one. Nick's got really, you know, you blue, know blue eyes. I know what this is. This is like that delayed thing. When, when you're in, like, a friend group or, like, you were in high school and, like, someone was, like, flirting with you when you were so you were a sophomore, you're like, oh, whatever, I'm going for this guy. He's on the basketball team or whatever, right? That's who i am got my eye for. But the kid in drama club is, you know, making a move and you, you, you give him the pass, right? But then something happens, winter formal, you guys are at the party afterwards, guy in the drama club catches your eye and now you're down for it. You don't know what it was, <laughs> you know? Oh my god! I can't with my my list is is very extensive and it just there's I, I really don't have a type because there's just there's, so, there's just a variety. Can I, can I talk to you about one person? Uh, I want to talk to you about one person that you and I have touched upon. Uh oh! I've had you on the Wrestle Zone podcast. Uh-huh. Go and subscribe. We put out four episodes every week. Got my plug in right. I broke the rule like Robert does on our podcast. <laughs> we do this plug too early. Um, we've talked about this, and you and I have theorized how. We can get Teddy. I want you to tag team me on this. How okay. we can get Iridian, how we can get Iridian married in to the Mysterio family. Okay. Mysterio. Dominic is in the ring. He's making his debut. Okay. A quiet, quiet. You talk to me about the Matt Jacksons, the big brawny beard on Elias. I'm saying those baby cheeks on Mysterio, I think they've caught Iridian's eye. <laughs> I think I think Iridian I think Iridian uh, shipped up with Dominic. She becomes Iridian Fierro hyphen Mysterio. Come oh on! Oh my god! Come on! <laughs> you want you want to have that Renee Young spot? This is how you do. Get into the business. That is not a terrible idea. <laughs> no, restaurant Kevin the other day tweeted this out that I should be with with Dominic, and I was I, I mean I didn't disagree, right? But <laughs> you're not saying no. I wasn't saying you're no. Like, saying I'm, like I'm, I'm open to the possibility of what could happen, right? But as of now, I know Dominic is in a relationship because I follow him on Instagram. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Come on, this is this is a world I am not used to yet. There's a, I don't know who's married and who's not married. I don't know. You people know people's birthdays. Oh, everything. But it's just yeah, like so you uh, know he's in a relationship. I, I, I know he's in a, in a relationship and stuff. But like the first time I saw Dominic, he was like what twelve. And I was like maybe yeah. thirteen or fourteen, and I was like, man, this Coffee kid, this, this kid is is like he's a baby. And then when he first appeared again, I was like, he's still a child. Like he, he, I feel like he's he's young looking. But like if Dominic Mysterio came up to me and was like, oh hey, what's up? I'd be like, oh hey, Dominic, you know what's up? What you doing? How's life? <laughs> you know, my name is Edie. Rest friends, live it up. Um, but I, you I, did I, a plug in. <laughs> you would plug your podcast. Oh, definitely. In a flirting. Co- no, not to. Well, I would not plug the podcast no. to like Elias, but like it's Dominic. Like we're the that same is, age. That is we're like out. young. You're striking out right there. If you, if I'm a wrestler and you're plugging a podcast within 30 seconds of meeting, Dominic me, just got you're, gear. You're, you're, he he doesn't know what's happening. He he's been in the game for a while and he just got gear. So he's he can, been in the business forever. He's a veteran. Come on, I know. Already. If I'm a, if I'm Dominic and that's your game that you're talking <laughs> at me. I'm I'm moving to someone else in the hotel lobby. You know what I mean? I'm going somewhere else. Well, you as as of as of now, there? Dominic is is not on my list. But well, oh. I was gonna say what I'm getting from this is that I don't think Edie is that interested in Dominic. I think <laughs> that's what you're gonna her, her brain is just no. She's like not Dominic. It, I think if you would have said um, Iridian, I will bring you up to like. I don't know, Seamus, Matt Jackson. Oh my God. Then Iridian would have been like, I would wreck those homes. I love Seamus. Seamus would have wrecked those I have loved Seamus <laughs> for years. I'm telling you, there's, it's, it's just, it, it varies. It, it varies in, in who I love because, uh, you know, you go from Elias to, of course, Drew McIntyre. Um, I have it, Teddy does not agree with this, but MJF I think is attractive. But it also like I I, I think I think I'm you in love with bad boy. I think I'm in love with like Mar- like Marco Stunt is like huge. Like in my head, like that's like Marco my- Stunt. Yes, she is in love with like, Marco. I love Stunt. Marco Stunt. Defend that. And he, defend that. I listen. He he sings and he plays the guitar <laughs> and we have the same taste in music. He's a really nice guy. He's funny. That's it? Like. I just, I think, I, I don't know, this kid, he's he's great. A Jungle Boy is also on that list. He 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 just made the list. He wasn't on it before. Um, but hey, yeah, hey, it's just. Iridian, you go to Six Flags with Marco Stunt, he can't ride half the ride. <laughs> That's okay. I don't like roller coasters, Kev. She doesn't like roller coasters. <laughs> and a, a lot of people don't get it, but like, Rest Friend knows how much I talk about Marco. Uh, like, I don't. I do. I do not get it. Clearly, Kevin does not get it. Yeah, Kevin. I, I do like that. I have to make Iridian defend all of her her all of my choices. In yes, you really like, like, you, like you were I'm okay, enjoying this. You were okay with Seamus and and Elias and Matt Jackson, but Marco Stone. Oh, really? I've never I've never thought Seamus was was like a just mind you. I'm I'm just a, a straight. Dude, right? But I, I enjoy people saying it's it's a fun reveal. It's like, oh, you like that? Oh, okay. And like when somebody tells you they like a celebrity, it's like it's, it's fun. And I've had some celebrity like actresses and stuff that I say like people are like, oh, really? I've never seen her as a, a quote unquote sex symbol, right? Uh-huh. And so when people say that about Seamus, I was like, I've never seen people see him that way. Like certainly he's not he's not an ugly guy by any means. Okay. He's a striking gentleman. Gorgeous. 
but but it's a character, you know. Like you see, I I just see him as a performer and a character, and like what he does. So it's a completely different perspective. But I've never seen people view him that way. And I'm just like, oh wow, okay, yeah. And he's he's a handsome fellow, you know. Uh, hey, uh, Irish guy, Irish guy. I'm I'm rooting for him. Finn Balor. <laughs> all, I'm rooting for all. Oh my god, all best my friend in Ireland. Best friend had a thing for Finn Balor. She was like, yeah, nobody else can Hangman look at him. Like, yeah, but now Hangman Page is, is the number one man in her oh, life. Oh, come on. You throw him away that quickly, Teddy? That isn't fair. Kev, I'm That loyal. is not fair. I'm, I'm loyal. Are you? Not, Are you? I cannot have Finn Balor, Hangman Page, and my boyfriend. No, it's just my boyfriend and Hangman <laughs> Page. So that's it. That's it? Whereas Iridian uh, has a dozen. Just to oh, get oh yeah. And, and Teddy Iridian says it's a, it's a Virgo care. thing. It I, definitely is a Virgo thing. I don't know what that means. But she says it's a Virgo thing, and I'm like, okay, I guess. It 100% is a Virgo thing. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? It's like, well, do do me and my crush have the same sign? Do me and this, do me and do 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 me and this same wrestler that I like that I've never met and never had a conversation with? Do we have the same astrological sign? I need to know. Are, are me and John Cena Gemini's? Like it's just like our, I'm not gonna lie. I googled Heyman Page's birthday so that I could know what his oh, and that's I was insane. Very, I was Teddy, Teddy, that's crazy. <laughs> that that yes, is. I'm into insane. astrology. I'm into astrology. I needed to know what Heyman Page is, and I found out his sign, and I'm very impressed, and I'm very happy that I did it. You're very <laughs> impressed by his sign. You're laughing. Oh, is that what we're impressed by? Come on now. Said we were in yeah. that what we're talking about? Kev, you don't get it, right? You just don't get it. I, I know I get it. That doesn't mean I accept it. <laughs> it's just a birthday. Don't worry. I don't know where he lives. I don't know where he was who's, born. <laughs> who, who's, who's a, who's a, a sneak it up on your rankings thirst trap when we're talking about hunky men? Oh, who's sneaking who's, up? Who's, who's sneaking up? Who's, who's been introduced to the rankings? Interesting. I haven't I haven't thought about it. There haven't been any contenders recently. Some new some new some some, some, some dark some, some fresh in the table. Oh, you know who? I feel like you might think Ooh, this is strange. Restaurant, you know this. I, I I'm starting to find Brody Lee attractive. That is Brody wild. Lee, friend? Okay. I said that's that wild. I'm attractive, but I'm not kidding when I say that man. I'm attracted to that man in the ring, and it has something to do with his physical appearance. Not just his in-ring work, but it has something to do with his physical appearance. But then I don't find him to be so attractive. Am I? Am I making any sense? I, I don't, don't think, think I you am. know what I think it's, no, no, it has no, something to are. do. It has you something are. to do with his presence. And the way the way you know what it's also that red that burgundy suit that he wears. Oh my god, that and, suit is so great um, on him. Yeah, I don't know. Something attracts me to that man in the ring, and it, I know it has something to do with his physical appearance and also his work in the ring. Yeah, I you know I get Hangman it. can never be on my list because Teddy would hate no. me. Teddy would disown yeah. me. She would take over rest friends, and that would be mm-hmm. it. Um, it would it would break yeah. up the show. Yeah, it would break it's up the show. It, it would be over. It, yeah, it, it, she almost ruined that. She. Restaurant was almost gonna break up. <laughs> weekend. Oh my gosh, she's gonna tell the story. Go yeah. ahead, best friend. No, no, no. I'm not gonna tell the story. Because I'm very no, upset. tell it because you have to tell it because Kevin, Kevin doesn't no know. You have to tell more. Kevin. This is ridiculous. We, we were I want to hear it. Kevin, we were two, two. We were in line. Um, I was mm-hmm. we, I was in line 
to meet Hangman Page, and she was in line to meet Jurassic Express. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're waiting for them to come out. They're not coming out. And they're finally walking in. And she's like, look, there's Hangman. Um, she couldn't take her eyes off of him. And then a yes. couple minutes later, I don't know where Hangman Page is going, but he, he walked right by us. And when I tell you that my best friend could not keep her eyes off of him, I'm not lying. Mm-hmm. This woman mm-hmm. was staring at him from the moment he came out of the little room they were hiding in to the moment where you just we couldn't see him anymore because he was lost in the crowd. And then when he comes back, we see him again coming out from the crowd, and her eyes are set on him all the way to when, oh, I mean, until he got to that little room again. Like, all I see is the back of her head. I never saw the front of her face, the side of her face, because I was behind her. So all I see was her head moving the same direction as Hayman Page. And, yeah, after he went into the little room, she was like, wow. It's right, he caught me off guard. That's what it was. Cause I understand why. For, you're for, so the, for the longest time, and- Teddy was like, oh, my God, I love Hangman. And every time I would watch him on TV, I'd be like, all right. But in person, he had style. His hair was nice. I was like, oh, my God, best friend. I see he's it. He's a gorgeous man in person. Yeah, he's gorgeous. But, yeah, that almost broke he's up. He's a handsome fella. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't into him until I met him in person either. Like, I knew of Hangman Page. I saw him in the Bullet Club in New Japan all the time. But I was like, okay, Hangman Page, whatever. Until I saw him right outside of the pro wrestling tea store in person. I was like, holy shit. And cut a whiff, yeah. cut a whiff. You got, you got some pheromones. Yes, yeah, that was that. That was crazy. And my man agrees too. I remember telling my man, I was like, Hangman Page is a hunk like that, and he's like, "Yep, that's it." Like, he just has to agree. He's a freaking hunk. But yes, uh, the the lady friend will ask, "What's going on with Drew?" Like oh. she, when I when I'm covering her, she didn't care about wrestling. She'll like, "What's going on with Drew?" And I'll I'll just send her a picture of, like what Drew did that night or something like that. So, uh, and when he won the title, I was like, uh, Drew McIntyre won the title at WrestleMania. She's like, good for him. <laughs> like, 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 he didn't really care about wrestling. But it was, can I ask you, does it get more, um, do wrestlers get more attractive to you when they have, like, storyline wins? Or, like, do, is a winner more attractive? Or is a loser more attractive? Or is it just like, I like this guy? For me, it's like love at first I sight, feel- you know? <laughs> But, like, I guess storylines, I I guess they help, you know, because they get to talk more and they get more TV time. So you get to see, like, how good they are, like, cutting promos and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It really doesn't it really doesn't change the game for me. Like, if I think you're cute, I guess you're cute. But you can fall off of the list for me. Best friend, what do you think? I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. I like it when they're heels. Like, yeah, I was very attracted to Drew McIntyre. And then I found out he was married, and I don't know. I didn't see him as attractive anymore. I mean, so you put him on the other list. Very, very. Because the mission isn't there. You can't get him. It's just, it's, you just want to know if there's a shot. That's true. And, and also, you know what? I've seen that he does talk, he does show his wife off a lot. He's like, oh, he love definitely her. loves you know, her. He says very nice things about her. And that's why I guess I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it alone. Hayman Pitch never shows off his wife. <laughs> that's why you think it's fair game. But yeah. I don't know. You guys are ridiculous. Kev, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry we dragged you into this, but this is a lot of what happens in Rest Friends. This is how it is, Kev, okay? This, we, this didn't even t- we didn't even talk about this with Robert. No, we didn't. On Sunday, and we're talking about, like, who's married or not. This is a different <laughs> show. I like this. It's like how different this is. 
it's, you know? it's, it's, uh, it's a different yeah, concept that we have there. here we, we have we have going yeah. here with with chisme yeah. and like what we think is the up and we, we really give you our our take on things and i'm glad you're 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 having fun <laughs> oh i i like i just like you know me i i enjoy wrestling and everyone's just general connection to it like i i like talking to my nephew who doesn't watch it all the time his connection to wrestling really is just youtube and the video mm-hmm. game and he, mm-hmm. and he doesn't watch Raw. He says he'll watch SmackDown now and then. I got him the network. Oh. Uh, and and he'll watch he'll watch old stuff on the network, and that's it. So like he knows he's like I like I asked him like who are your favorite wrestlers who are your favorite wrestlers now, and he'll say Macho Man and Bret Hart, and he's ten years old. Wow. You know, like he's mm-hmm. he's very removed from all of that. Mm-hmm. And I said like why do you like? He's like well I can play as them in the video game. And if I want to watch any of the great matches, I can just pull up the network and watch it. And he'll just pick random stuff and watch it. And then he'll follow the clips. And I remember, I remember being so, like, geeked out, happy in the car with him. And my other brother, Brennan, was driving us. Brennan and I, like, wrestling together. And we're just so impressed. And he's just so saying, they're not going to put this guy over because he might go to AEW. And I remember just, like, looking at my brother just being like, I like this kid. You know, like he's not a smart mark all the way. He still has the joy of it, right? Um, it was, but such... it was, it was, it was something special. You know, you're you're a proud uncle. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're... I, I have kids, man. I, I I like I like yelling at children at wrestling shows. Oh, <laughs> guys, let me tell you, Teddy and I, we, we were witness to this. Kevin fights with the kids at the shows. Okay, I love it. Kevin <laughs> goes full heel, yeah, he and this kid will be cheering I, I for somebody. Oh, get get those kids into it, man! I love it, dude. I love it. I going to a wrestling show is a socially acceptable place to talk direct shit to children. It's awesome. <laughs> literally, I kids. There, I think there was a, this kid behind um, who he he was cheering for somebody, and Kevin literally is like, "Boo!" in front of this kid's face, <laughs> and I'm like, "Jesus, Kev!" But like everyone is like but loving the kid it. Got into it. Yes, everybody but the loves kid it. Got into it, and the kid. Had- and I don't make it about me. I don't try to like turn a wrestling show to me. But then it becomes fun. Like this is why you're here. You pick the guy you like and you boo. And then it's fun to like get in somebody's like cheer and make jokes and have a good time and not be distracting and not make. You've been to indie wrestling shows where people are always trying to get themselves over and stuff like that. But in a big arena show like that, it's just our role. Hey, on. Hey, who are you? Who who are you here to see? I love that stuff. If I'm in a wrestling show, I'm seated next to you, like who you, like if I'm in a ball game, I'm next to somebody I don't know. Who are you here to see? Who's your favorite player? Like that. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get annoying, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, there was one time. This is uh, it wasn't Money in the Bank in 2011. But it was another show, and and there's this whole row of kids that I'm like into it with the whole show. They're rooting babyface, and I'm rooting heel. I'm just picking all the heels because I like the heels tonight. Right, and uh, these kids just didn't have, and they were having fun, and their parents were having fun. I'm just talking stuff, and they all go to get the, the super expensive merchandise. And there's one kid who's leaving, and I don't know. And this one uncle comes over and like taps me on the shoulder. They're in the row behind me. He goes, "Hey, uh, you're having a, you're yelling with the kids." I thought he was going to tell me like stop yelling. Like I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't bother anybody. I was just trying to have fun, right?" And he goes, "Oh, no, 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 no." Can you just do that with my kid too? He's all the way at the end of the row. He feels left out. Oh. And I was like, Are you asking me to 
I was like, are you asking me to like yell at your kid? (laughs) I don't know your kid. And and he goes, well, I mean, he's just a shy kid. He's here with the other boys. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure. No problem. He's like, because we're at at the, one of the lighter tag team matches. We're not the main event or anything like that. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. sure." And when that kid came back, I was like, you suck it. You suck it. And by the way, you all the way over there. And the kid like looked up at his dad and then the kid gave me a finger. And I was just like, all right, now I'm in trouble. No, but the dad didn't care. The dad, the dad, mom wasn't there. So I guess they're okay with it. You know, so it was fun. Man, I miss wrestling shows, guys. Dude, wrestling is life, man. Booing the, booing, booing the baddies, cheering the good guys, man. It's still, it's still a thing. I miss it so much. I miss going to wrestling a lot. I miss going to yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. It's just the environment. Like I felt. Tell you, man. WrestleMania like, is gonna be fun. Oh Go my ahead, god! Lady. I'm if, sorry. If, I mean to cut you off. No, don't worry. I feel like if when WrestleMania happens, it's gonna be huge. Like if it happens, I don't know about next it's year. It's safe. <laughs> it's it's it, we don't know about. I mean, where are we at right now? It's like we're at the end know, of the year. The time frame of the year for the vac. Yeah, I mean the vaccine. The, what we're hearing is it's going to come at the beginning of next year. Everything you hear is it's going to be here either by the end of the year or early next year. And that feels reasonable. And that's what you hear. Um, but uh, being around the entertainment industry, I don't know if that means that we can get people in arenas, just how quickly can it, like we're just going to get it in a day or a month. It may take like a year for everyone in the country to get vaccinated. So, What's that going to be like? And how are people going to be able to travel in for stuff? Uh, so I, I worry about the status of WrestleMania next year and that big hyper everyone go to one place wrestling event. I worry about it, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that WrestleMania can still happen next year with fans. We'll have to see because you know that – I don't know if you saw that picture. I don't know where they did a concert, but they had like the old style like WrestleMania cards where you like drag you know, people onto the – for for the ring and it was just like everyone was socially distanced it was like uh like i don't know a metal contraption little square and it was everyone was six feet apart and i'm like that uh, i was like this that's was in cool the UK. yeah yeah this is in the uk this is a, a a new music venue that is running that was designed outdoors with social distance in place it's the virgin money unity arena what a long corporate name and i i i, I know it's not in london uh, I've seen videos and I've, and I've talked to some people that got to go see it. And they said, it's pretty cool. It's like being at a drive-in, but not being in a car uh, is the best way they described it. Uh, and everyone gets their own individual platform and stuff like that. WrestleZone tweeted about it. They were like, oh, if you're going to do this, make them all like the little WrestleMania 3 ring carts that yeah. bring people up to the ring. I It'd think be kind that of would fun. be cool. It'd be expensive. Oh, it would. But you know WWE yeah, has yeah, the money for yeah. it. Right. Mm-hmm. They let go like five hundred people last week. Show like that. I think they yeah. could. I think they could so pull it off. You'd be paying if. Yeah, but it, you, and I think WWE will do something with fans before the, before a vaccine is created. They'll do something yeah. with fans. I don't know how they'll do it, uh, but you saw what New Japan did. New, New Japan's doing that now. I mean, they did shows with thirty eight hundred people in an arena that seats ten thousand. But Japan, they're it's prepared way better than us. Uh, overall, no, overall, but I mean, they're prepared for this in terms of the culture, in terms of how doing these things, oh, in terms so of the mask wearing, and, and yeah. they dealt with the bird flu before we did, and, and, and they dealt with outbreaks and different things like that, and lar- from large mainland in Asia. 
So culturally, they were prepared for stuff like this. And and yeah. then shutting down was much quicker than us. Mind you, they were dealing with a lot more of it before we were. Yeah. Um, but Japan, in terms of doing live event wrestling, they're miles ahead of anything here in North America. Miles. Best friend, do you do you want to go to a wrestling what? show if if it happens here? I mean, we haven't gone to the ones that that are outdoors no. because I still feel it's it's a little sketch here, especially with like all the cases that keep popping up. And I don't know, maybe in other places it's like a little bit more calmed down because I know Indiana has been having a couple shows, but also Indiana's pretty sketch too. Um, I guess it's just oh <laughs> yeah, Indiana's yeah. very uh, sketch. <laughs> Uh, I, I, Indiana's pretty bad. I do a mid south ran in southern Indiana, and they were doing shows indoors with a couple hundred people, mm. uh, right on top of each other, no social distance, uh, and that looked bad. Uh, but then there's groups like TCW that are doing it, and they're kind of like hardcore death matches, and there's a ton of blood and different things like that. And you uh-huh. look at that stuff, and you view it in a much much different way. Uh, but they're running their shows with like. It, the shows really aren't ran to have crowds there. They're ran so they can film the show, and they just want some people there to react to it, right? Yeah. So they can put the show out on the internet, and that's but that's GCW, mind you. They run. They're not driven by. They're. Not, I mean, I would say they're still driven by ticket sales, but uh, they did some better jobs of distancing. So there, there are groups that are doing shows in the United States with fans, but it's very few and it's few and far between, to say the least. I think I would definitely be tempted, especially if it's something I love. Like, let's say, let's say AEW said, okay, we're going to have a lot with a couple fans in there. I'd be very tempted, but they're doing it like, now. Not, they, 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 not, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are having fans there. Um, yeah. But I feel, but I know I wouldn't feel right. Like, I know it's not the right thing to do. You know what I mean? But I would definitely be tempted. Um, I feel it's already too soon, but hey, you know, to each their own. Yeah, I don't think yeah, there's enough I mean, hand sanitizer for that. <laughs> would you feel better with that situation of like, you knew, if you went to a show and you knew you had your own space separate from people? If I knew I had my own space, just like in that, like how they did that concert in, in the UK, I'm like, maybe I would be maybe. a little bit more tempted. But like now, if I'm just like, oh, if I have to go somewhere and I have to sit somewhere and like there's people around me and like i don't know my dad sneezed at the store the other day and i was so embarrassed i'm like dad how dare you do this to me at the store like people probably Your think you have to, he sneezed and i was like i can't oh, i cannot in public. he sneezed in public yeah he sneezed in public i'm like i cannot believe you did this yeah. during corona how dare you i was like you couldn't hold it are you serious <laughs> so like i can only imagine if i'm at a wrestling show and someone coughs oh i'm losing it i could not they, well, that's what, you know, my, the other thing for me too, is that, okay, yeah, would they tell us to wear masks? I would hope so. But then, you know, there's going to be those people that are not going to listen and they're going to remove their masks. And there's people who, don't, who wear them wrong. But then, no, but then I'm not worried about myself at that point. I'm not worried because we're, I'm going to be away from those people. I'm worried about the employees, about the staff that's going to be there selling us drinks, selling us food. They're going to be in danger. They're going to be at risk, but. Um, that's who I worry about as well when it comes to going with a with AEW. We know they've been doing this for a while. They've been doing this for about possibly two months, and they've been staggering it out and not being super public about it. But we've known about it at WrestleZone. We knew about it a month ago, uh, and uh, I know people at SiriusXM and Busted Open. They actually had a caller on who went to the show and said, "Here's how they did it." 
Uh, that was a month ago. And then last week, they actually showed fans on TV. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, they, they put it out there. They have about 150 fans there. That's that's an amphitheater that seats about 6,000 people. So they're spreading them out. Uh, they have someone who's on staff that tells people to keep the mask on, where their job okay. is just to watch people and make sure they have their mask on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like they're doing it. You know, and uh, WWE's just like WWE's looking at what the NBA and the NHL did, and you're going to see with this Thunderdome thing. Um, you know, AEW's looking at what Japan did, and you're going to see other parts of entertainment influence wrestling now. Uh, and just like you mentioned, oh, are they going to run shows like this? Are we going to see drive in shows? That could happen, you know? Yeah. Uh, WKQ, WKQS did a drive in concert. We gave everyone their own little party area to the left of the car. All three shows sold out. You know, um, there's a demand for it, and if you can do it safely, people are going to do it, and people need to yeah. adapt. I mean, you wouldn't want all these people not to work. You know, think how many bands aren't making money that don't sell their. You know, people don't buy records like they used to. Yeah. So that's a whole. I mean, you got to find a way to adapt and survive. I don't blame people who want to adapt and survive. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, it's just it, it would be better if people just listen. Like if. Everyone just wore their mask. Maybe it would be easier to do things like this. We I would mean, have been done with this already. Yeah. Well, yeah. First of all, but also like, yeah, I definitely am with you guys. I think WWE will start doing something with the crowd um, very soon. And AEW has been doing uh, this, and this this Thunderdome thing looks great. I don't know if you guys have seen anything from it. It does look actually pretty cool. You, what, did, what did you think of it? Because it, it looks cool. I think it looks really cool. I think what they're doing, it's a good idea. It's a smart, cool. smart idea. Too, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I think it's it, got, And it, it doesn't look distracting. It's got a cool name. No. People are ready to sign up. <laughs> let's see what happens. Rest friend, we might sign up. Who knows? You might see your rest friends on TV. Yeah, that's, true. that's true. We might sign up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to be this could be my chance. Let me have a Dominic sign. And get on screen too, and you get on you get on screen in a different way too, because it's like it's bold. Like there's a white background behind you or something like that. Whatever mm-hmm. you're on web camera with, so the Thunderdome is basically going to be like it's a mirror. It's like a mirage of different video screens in the mm-hmm. background of WWE's like where they're going to have their shows now. From now on, this isn't just SummerSlam and Raw this week. This is mm-hmm. from now on they're going to do this. And the shows are going to look big. It's going to feel big. I think it's the number one thing that any wrestling fan is complaining about with WWE right now. Is it doesn't feel the same, right, in the performance center. Right. And they did, as, they did as much as they could in there, right? They did as much as they could in there. Uh, and I, I think this is cool. And you have Kevin Dunn, the head director of WWE television, saying this is going to feel like WrestleMania. You know, so I would uh, hope that, it, it would feel. A I hope it would feel a little bit bigger than WrestleMania. I was expecting a ship in WrestleMania, and I didn't even get like a fake ship, like oh, from the dollar dude, store. I was all about that pirate ship. Like, <laughs> I was you're so doing upset. pirate WrestleMania. You're doing it. Tampa Bay Buccaneer Stadium. There is a pirate ship there. You tell me you're not going to have Kyrie Sane doing a, uh, a fucking elbow drop off that thing. Oh. I am so aggravated. Off of the plane. That would. I was like, come on, you guys didn't even try. You could have like drawn, like you could have done something, put at least the background of a ship and like nothing. So I, I was, my biggest complaint with SummerSlam was going to be, I told Teddy, I'm like, man, at least put a pool in there or something. Like nobody has to be in it. Give <laughs> yeah. me a pool. Throw some rubber uh, duckies think, in it. Change think, the scenery. 
give me a rubber. Have it be so lo-fi. It's funny. We joked about this with Robert when they were initially, when we started to hear the run. Like, they're going to they're gonna get out of the performance side, right? We heard that. And uh, Robert and I, we just spitballed all these ridiculous ideas, right? Just start to throw things at the moon. And the talk was maybe they would be on a boat. I think a boat would be a bad idea. The logistics are hard, right? Uh, people said the beach. Oh, that'd be awesome. I said, do it in Vince McMahon's backyard. Oh, my God. Do the show in Vince McMahon. Do the show like a barbecue. Have all the wrestlers around the ring. Have Vince cooking up hot dogs and stuff. <laughs> that to me would be uh, the, the talk and shop of mania show they did a few weeks ago, like the big goofy show that Luke Gallus and Carl Anderson did. Mm-hmm. That was all just a goof, right? Mm-hmm. If they did that, I think that would be awesome. Like that would be a really cool. I enjoyed Money in the Bank because of how different it looked. It felt like they were doing it on top of the building. I don't want to see. I want to see Money in the Bank headquarters every year. After yeah, I enjoyed it that much. Uh, I. Uh, it was so fun. I think with, I don't know, I, I just, I really want a pool. If I, if, if they don't give us a pool this weekend, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> I'm going to be so sad. I want a pool. I will not I stop these, tweeting. I want to see these wrestlers soaking in wet. Like, I don't That's even, what you want. It's like, all about I don't, the I don't even care about the wrestlers <laughs> at this point. If you give me a pool on the side with the rubber ducky that set, like, has like a shirt painted on that says what, <laughs> I am here for it. I am some like just why buy does a it, pool? Why does it, just buy a pool. No, because Kev, this is WWE. You can't tell me they can't even Amazon a pool order. Like it could be like a little kitty pool. <laughs> you know, Shotzi is so great ringside. Wait, I bet you she could do so much. She could run. She could run over a kitty pool with her tank. Oh my god, there's just so many things that could be done. <laughs> but um unfortunately we have come to the end of the Rest Friends podcast, guys. This this was it, Kev. Thank you so much for being on with us and and you know listening to all of our stories. We, we, you, you got through so many technical, you got through so many, so many technical hoops and hurdles. I deeply appreciate because you've been through those with me as well. Uh, you guys have a really really fun show. I love the energy. I love how it's different. There's so many different ways you could do a wrestling podcast, and you guys do it a way that means something to you. It makes it makes me want to listen more. And it's like that show that I suggest to people because this is good. Like this this lines up with like your taste and the things you would like. Uh, and I like that. And uh, and you supported the stuff we're doing at restaurants and I'm always thankful that go go check out what we're doing. We have it on YouTube, we have it on all that stuff. And then I'm on weekends on one oh one WKQX. Stream it anywhere. Blah 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 plug 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 <laughs> You have to plug yourself shamelessly, Kev. We've been you hyping you up to, yeah. to our rest friends for the longest time. Like on YouTube and our podcast. Yeah. Like people I think oh, people well, know Kevin. We always bring you up and how that one time we literally ran out of our car to go say hi to you at the parking lot. Oh my god, at Survivor <laughs> Series. Yes. Yeah. And then we uh then the next night we were we we didn't even know we were seated near each other and yeah. we were, ended up watching Rob at all night. We and we popped like maniacs when Ray won the US title. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh was my yeah. god, great yeah, moment. Great. But one more one more time, time, Kev, where can so our, our best friends follow you on social media? On on Twitter, on Instagram, sure, Facebook. You can Sure. I'm, uh, I do I do Facebook. You can follow WrestleZone. That's where we do the live stream. So sometimes when we do WrestleZone shows, you're just mentioning people texting into the show live. If you're listening to it or watching it on demand, you can join the shows live. We, we just post it, and you li- a lot of people listen to it on demand. But you can always join the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. I'm watching there on demand as well. The show's available on Apple. It's on iTunes. It's on uh, iHeartRadio. It's on all the different audio mediums. 
There's a lot of the same things. And then we have bonus interviews. We just dropped Ric Flair today just to uh, talk to WrestleZone. Uh, we also just spoke with Terry Funk a week ago, the legendary Terry Funk. TJP just did the show. Uh, so we have a lot of exclusive interviews, all free, no Patreon. No Patreon walls. Everything's for free. Uh, go check it out. It's WrestleZone.com. And then you can hear me on the weekends on 101 WKQX. Uh, we're doing a virtual meet and greet coming up with a really cool band, Bastille. You can wing your way into that at our website, 101WKQX.com. Oh, my God. I love Bastille. Nice. <laughs> I was like, it's Jesus. I'm going to sign mm-hmm. up. <laughs> you know, I think I think Kevin's going to be like the next Eddie and Jobo. Oh, my we're God. Gonna know. Oh, don't. Don't, I can't be Jobo or Eddie. Listen, I think you he's can. he's going gonna to be the can. first. He's going to be the first Kevin, and literally, it's just, he's just no, going to no, go no, by first name. Thank you. He's going to go on the first name no, basis. People don't yeah. even need to know. He's going to be that great. Already, already gets that. Already gets it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, don't don't worry. I love what I'm doing at KQX. I'm I'm blessed, and I hope everyone out there is safe, and we can get back to the matches soon enough. And man. That that first that first show back is gonna be something else, won't it? Oh my god, yeah, it's gonna oh, be yeah. I think I'll cry. I'll probably cry. <gasps> oh, I'll be bawling when I see the ring. When I walk down those steps yeah. at the Rosemont Horizon, I'll be bawling. Bawling. Yeah. Like a big old baby. I'll spend my rent that night. I don't care. Yeah, same, honestly. I'm crying as of now already. I'm very emotional. Just thinking about it, right? <laughs> just, think, <laughs> just thinking about walking even up the steps, handing my ticket. Oh, my God. That's it. Handing in my ticket, yeah. it'll be over. Oh, yeah. all that thing. No, that yeah. drive there. That drive there. We're going to be crying. We're oh, my God. Yeah, listening to, to, to with our with our wrestling playlist going. And anytime, uh, Kevin, anytime Teddy and I go to a wrestling show, we have a wrestling playlist. So we drive listening to all the theme mm-hmm. songs. And that's like our hype yeah, before the event. Ready. Um, ready, dude. So I can't wait. Ready. I can't wait to do that. And oh, hopefully man. we'll see you. We'll all be together. Hopefully. Hopefully. Definitely. Together, but socially distant. I'm, I'm looking to forward all of it. Yes. <laughs> as much as we can be. Maybe we'll have to be 12 feet away from each other. If it, if it, yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was really fun. Oh, Thank you, Kev. Thanks, Kev. We, we really appreciate it. You guys can find Kevin on Instagram at Kev Kellum, K-E-V-K-E-L-L-A-M. There you'll be able to see everything that he posts for 101 WKQX. Also on Instagram, WrestleZone.com, where you can find everything Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW, breaking news, you name it, they got it. You can also head over to our Instagram at RestFriends, W-R-E-S-T-F-R-I-E-N-D-S, And you can find all of his information there too. Kevin, thank you so much for being a guest on this week's episode. And rest friends, we will see you next time.